What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of The Whiskey Sessions. This is A-Mets here with B-Pimp. B-Pimp, how are you doing? Doing well. How are all of you out there in listener land? Don't respond all at once. We can wait. I hear a, a, just a, a roar of, of response. I think the key is to have like a couple of seconds, especially right at the top of a podcast episode... Just a couple of seconds of dead air is exactly <laughs> what the listener wants. You gotta set the mood. Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes I do little edits to these episodes, um, but this time I think I'm gonna actually edit in more time for Dead Space. Maybe I can sneeze directly into the microphone like I did a few weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny, now that we do it on Skype, like, it is funny how there's just, like, a pretty easy, like, mute button, but I yeah. do love how, like, that was just, like, Right in the middle of whatever I was saying. I don't even remember it. Couldn't have been that important, but a perfect sneeze. I had I it was in a good pattern with the mute button and then I just got got away from me. Thought yeah. I was on mute. I mute myself like every few seconds just to be safe that I remember how to do it. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so we our listeners in listener land, not only are they telling us how they're doing, but they demanded that we bring back a feature that we haven't had in a few episodes. And that's a little something we call this or that. So, B-Pimp, are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Okay. This or that. Here it is. Cars or trains? Fires or floods? This or that? Giordano's or Lou Malnati's? Honda or Toyota? Oh, man, I already lost it. Cars? Ooh. I can't remember all of them. Honda? Uh, it's okay if they're out of order. Okay. Um, trains? No, it was cars or trains. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm terrible. Okay, the other two were fires or floods, and this or that. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, you made it tricky. You uh, I'm gonna say that and floods. Nice. Uh, in my opinion. At least of the three that you answered off the bat, you were 0 for 3, without a doubt. What? You said Honda over Toyota, which, no. Honda's the best. No. And you said Giordano's over Luminati's, which is such a clear no. And you oh, said so- cars over trains. Yeah, cars are better. Honda cars. Oh, my God. The I have Honda- a Honda car and a Honda lawnmower, buddy. Well, I am not going to fault the Honda lawnmower. I'm not even sure Toyota makes a lawnmower. But yeah, you know why? Because they were like, we can't get into that market. Can't compete with that. The Honda Civic is already essentially a lawnmower. So. <laughs> what? <laughs> now, I say that as that's the first car I had. I loved it, too. What insult is calling your car a lawnmower? <laughs> I don't know. The horsepower joke? I'm not sure where that lands. <laughs> oh, boy. But I wanted to get to my whiskey quickly because it is melting in my glass and I want to taste what I think I know last time that it was my turn for the whiskey I said I gave it the boot but it was actually pretty close I just wasn't going to give it the benefit of the doubt the whiskey I have for today I have real questions about going in I don't want to say it's going to get the boot because I haven't had it yet and I've never tried it I didn't even pre-try it before the taping do you want to do you want to uh switch it up a little bit and do your taste and say if it gets the boot or not and then reveal what it is i could do that i'm open to that idea so i will do that now 
Okay. Down the hatch. Cheers, buddy. Well, it has nothing. It has like a tiny bit of bite, but nothing behind it. Almost like no body at all. So this whiskey, ooh, the aftertaste is bad too. It feels like a hangover coming. <laughs> it's a good thing I have the day off tomorrow. Sort oh, that's of. nice. Sort of. <laughs> I have to be on one call. Oh, okay. okay. But, um... That's okay. an eight-hour call. It should be no more than 45 minutes, I hope. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But this whiskey is getting the boot. Oh, my God. You're like the whiskey slayer. Yeah. Anymore, you know, I'm just not going to put up with a garbage whiskey. And you want to hear what this garbage whiskey is? I really want to know. Okay, first of all, I got it at a corner store that I almost didn't feel safe being in. It was okay. $4.75 for 200 milliliters. So it's like one of those little bottles? Yeah. Uh, the, the bottle is, of course, plastic. And it's called Ancient Age Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Carefully distilled along the banks of the Kentucky River according to the finest old traditions. It's only 40% alcohol by volume, uh, 80 proof, and it is distilled at, uh, distilled and bottled at Ancient Age Distilling Company in Frankfurt, Kentucky, which is definitely a place I've seen before. Wow, they even include an email address. Should we send them an email saying, you guess what, suckers? <laughs> guess what, suckers? This is not good. You, we, we're, we're mailing you a boot because your whiskey got a boot. It, it got a big old boot. I will say this for it, though. It's not, like, atrocious. It's, it doesn't have an offensive taste. It's not like Mountain Dew or something. It just doesn't have anything to it, and then it's got kind of a weird aftertaste. Yeah, the aftertaste will kill a lot of uh, otherwise pleasant drinks. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't even firmly in the boot category until that, like, bizarre aftertaste that I had to wash down with a beer. Yeah, you could hear it, actually. It was great. It was podcast magic. Oh, right. you could hear the exact moment when I, I could tell in my head, I was like, well, the boot's coming out. Here comes the boot. But yeah, so it'll be your turn for next episode. But, uh, and I, I, you know, I don't want to say you have to give anything the boot, because I, I don't think you should, and I don't think you're picking these garbage whiskeys almost intentionally like I am. But I think it's good for our podcast to have a mix, so we're not playing to a certain crowd of, you know, like, just whiskey elitists, because we're certainly not that. No. I think I w I'm going to go to my uh, local liquor establishment and look for one that, maybe not look for one that is necessarily, I know it'll be bad, but one I don't know anything about. Right. Don't know anything about, make sure it comes in plastic, and is less than $10. Yeah, that's a good... That'll be a good test. And it would be fun at some point to, like, really figure out what is the most... What is the best of just the bargain basement whiskeys? Yeah. That would be helpful for the consumer. I think so. But our top five for this episode... I'm not even going to try a transition because it's... Can't find one. But I thought... It would be Riley hard to transition into this topic. It would be Riley, Riley hard to transition into this. Uh, <laughs> if you don't get what we're referring to, we're referring to our one of our favorite actors, John C. Riley, who, never mind, hilarious comedian, great dramatic actor, willing to taste plenty of riffs, but on top of that is 
from Chicago is for me what it's important. He's half Lithuanian. Yep. Raised on the South Side, went to Brother Rice High School, I believe, and went to both of our alma maters, DePaul University. He's a blue demon. He is. So cheers to John C. Riley. I'm sorry that the whiskey this time is getting the boot, but we're going to talk about the top five John C. Riley rolls. And what were you thinking about when you put this list together? I was, I had an easy time because when I really thought about it, the first five things that came to my head, it came to me in order of what I wanted them to be. And then I went and did like a little check through his filmography to see if I missed anything. I don't even have an honorable mention. I nailed it. Wow. Yeah, I actually don't have very many honorable mentions either. I think there's like a clear cream of the crop with what he's I have done. a feeling our lists are going to be different though. They might be. <laughs> I actually have uh, a, a, a kind of a, a weird trick that I'm doing with one of them. I don't even, we didn't discuss whether this would be allowed or not. But it's essentially the same role, but I actually divided it into oh. two listings, yes. Okay. But uh, without further ado, why don't we get into it? These are our top five John C. Riley rolls. More than four, less than six, it's the top five. All right, B-Pimp, what is your number five? My number five would be his role as Reed Rothschild in Boogie Nights. Ooh, you know what? I wanted to put this on my list, but I just couldn't remember it that well. But yeah, I. there's a weird reason. I put it at five because I think when it came to me, I was like, yes, I want that on the list, but because I enjoyed that performance, and I think that was er, that was pretty early on for him as far as like big exposure. Yeah. Um, and I think that was one of the roles that got him you know, kind of a little bit more established. And I didn't see that movie for the first time until... It might have been even like a year ago. Oh um, wow! Okay. So I was like a really. I always knew that it had a good reputation, and you know, people would mention it, and there would be references to it. I'm always like, you know, I never saw it, and then I finally said, you know what, I need to watch this, and it was it it was one of those movies where even with all that hype, I still found it like very entertaining. Um, I thought he did a great job. Yeah. No, he. I'm going to have to revisit that movie. I've only seen it once, and it was, I think, over 10 years ago at this point. Yeah, I think it's worth a, a rewatch. Yeah, I'm going to check that out. How? Yeah, I, I just don't remember him in the movie that well, so I couldn't... He I, had a big... He had a big... Uh, he was in it very consistently in, like, the middle and towards, like, the middle and the third... You know, like, the three-quarter mark of the movie. I don't know if he's in the whole thing as, as often, but there's a, there's a run... Where he's featured a lot that I thought was good. Okay. All right. I'm revisiting that, and I may have to update my list at some point. My number five, and this is maybe what it would replace, is Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby. And I hate to say that I have two Will Ferrell movie entries in this, but I do. <laughs> um, his dynamic with Will Ferrell just works out perfectly. I mean, they're... they're they both have like a certain goofiness to it, but John C. Riley kind of plays that almost the the drunk goofiness angle a little better. Yeah, like a certain like belligerence to his performance, and I think he he nails it here. And yeah, I, I I understand that being on the list. I personally don't care for that movie. 
It's not uh, the best. And I think if John C. Riley's not in it, I don't enjoy this movie. But yeah, I, it was almost it was almost like too broad. Like I like really broad comedy, and I'm not a snob at all with comedy. But I just almost whenever I watched that movie, I it felt like there was even though it was tongue in cheek, there was a lot of like product placement. And it was just like I don't know. Oh, definitely. I don't like Sasha Baron Cohen didn't do it for me. No, like the, he didn't the work in that movie at all. No, uh, but I do like how John C. Riley takes over Will Ferrell's family. Yeah. <laughs> As he starts winning. I think that's hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty funny. All right, what is your number four? My number four is his role as Dean Ziegler in Cedar Rapids. Oh, shit. I forgot about that movie. Yeah, so... That's a good this, one. This is, I, I, this is my go-to trope with these lists, but I love this movie and his role in this movie so much that, like, showing... Having it at four was hard, and like, it's 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 a compliment to him because I think he's a genius. But, um, this this movie is really just rewatchable, very funny, kind of like a charming. It's Ed Helms is the main guy, and if I don't know, I don't know how popular it is. Like, I think it kind of flew under the radar. Yeah, I think I think it did, and I think John C. Riley is is Dean Ziegler, who's like a obnoxious insurance salesman at this this conference they have and he his first line in the movie is like walks in and he's like the deansy needs a drinksy <laughs> <laughs> i just love it it's a great movie if you haven't seen it go watch it no he's good in that and i really feel like who else is in it it's like ann hayes right yeah ann hayes who's surprisingly really good yeah um, i don't know if that's fair i don't know that much about her work but it surprised me she's surprisingly I funny i think like you wouldn't necessarily uh, realize that from her. I think that movie, I mean, Ed Helms is fine. I just don't think like he's a good kind of leading man or he's a little too vanilla. Yeah. He was good for that role, but yeah. you're right. I mean, I thought, I thought John C. Riley kind of carried it a little bit, yeah. um, which he's, he's capable of doing it. I think, I think that combo worked well. And if you look at it as like an ensemble rather than Ed Helms being the main guy, then it, it works a little bit better. Cause it, I don't know his name, but the other supporting actor who's the uh, Ronald, the guy they're with that does the, he was on The Wire. Yeah, and references that movie in, <laughs> yeah. or references that show in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's a, hilarious. A particularly amazing scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that's a really good movie. Yeah, that's who and who is like his Ed Helms' girlfriend in that movie? Is it like Susan Sarandon? No, no, no. It's um, it's uh, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver. Ah. I confuse those actresses sometimes, even though I like Sigourney Weaver so much more. And she's she's uh, aged very well, mm-hmm. I must say. Yeah, that that's a good movie. Um, I just totally blanked on that. Yeah. My number four is Kong Skull Island, which I saw in theaters whenever that came out, maybe half a year ago or so. And um, John C. Riley is like, pretty perfect in that movie in a movie that honestly has like too many characters his role is it's kind of what he does best where he's like goofy but he doesn't overdo it it's it's somewhere between he is like a bit of the comic relief of the movie but you can also tell he does a good job of playing like an exasperated kind of goofy because he's been stuck on this island forever and knows it's extremely dangerous and he nails it. He definitely steals the movie. 
Yeah, I haven't seen that one yet. I, I'm trying to think if I, I, I like the movie. It has its problems, but overall a good movie and definitely worth it for all you John C. Riley heads out there. I'll check that out. The only thing that bothered me about that movie, well, two things. One that I don't think is exactly the movie's fault, but we saw it in theaters and I don't usually complain about previews because I don't, I don't mind seeing a few previews. This movie had, I think, 26 minutes of previews. Wow. I, like, my ass was falling asleep before the movie even started. That's like when the Pee Wee Herman show used to have those, like, educational films at the beginning. Yeah, it just, they kept... That's how long that is. They could have had a whole Mr. Bungle. Yeah, they kept coming. And then the other issue I had with the movie is that too many scenes, like, started with the this, like, 70, it had like a very 70s uh, rock kind of anthem or um, soundtrack to it. Yeah. And just like, it seemed like seven consecutive uh, scenes in a row started with these, this same like intro to some popular rock song. It's like Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah. It was just, it was that vibe for like, like, and it got very oddly repetitive. Hmm. That's strange. But once I you get that, that I... part past that part it's pretty good okay i've been hearing that about movies i'm i mean i need to watch more of the newer ones but i've been hearing people say that it's overwhelming now like all the music like a like that baby driver movie yeah i heard that about that too i do want to see that but yeah this was it was overwhelming with all the music it was like okay i get it it's the 70s i get it it's deep purple it's smoke on the water we got it we got it jeez all right what's your number the three my number three is Taquito from Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie. Oh, I do not know about this one. Enlighten me. <laughs> um, not seen the movie. It's, uh, I, you know, Tim and Eric, whatever. There's going to be people that like them, people that don't. I love them. And John C. Reilly is a frequent collaborator with them. And this is a particularly ridiculous role that he plays in... Tim and Eric's Billion Dollar Movie, where the premise loosely, I don't want to spoil it for anyone out there, but the premise is Tim and Eric trying to take over this mall in LA that's like a ghost mall. It's like, or it's like going down the tubes. It's like, there's like squatters in it. It's like, <laughs> it's bad. And Will Ferrell's like the GM of it, and they're, they're working with him. And they find John C. Riley as Taquito, who's like, it's like a man boy. It's like a, he's playing like a loosely... I don't know how to put he I don't even know how to say it. It's like he's a man-sized boy. He's got the he's got the uh intellect of a like a boy. He's it's just a weird character. I'm um, I'm sold. I don't care how you describe it. I'm pretty sold on the he, character name. But he's he's like diseased too. He's like always coughing up blood. It's like <laughs> He lives in this, like, abandoned part of the mall, and he's got, he's always eating, like, uncooked taquitos because his hot plate doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Jesus. It's really, uh, it's really a tour de force of, um, his range because it's, it, I feel like if any, if they got some no-name actor like they normally do to play it, no one would have cared about that role, but I just love it. Yeah. It's like this, it was such a weird part of the movie. How... Can I watch that movie, do you think? It's on Netflix. Oh, it is? Oh, okay. Yeah. Easy. Free. Yeah. All right. I'm going to watch it. I don't know if I can recommend it. I love it. I've watched it maybe five or six times. So if you watch it and you hate it, you're going to think I'm a psycho, but... 
Is it as frenetic as the show itself? No, it's, I mean, in parts it is, but it's got a, I mean, it is presented as a, a narrative, albeit a very loose one, a, a very strange one. Yes. Well, I mean, that's good enough for me. Yeah, it's good. I think it has parts. Uh, Will Forte has a very memorable and hilarious part in it too. Oh, then I really got to say it. It's got a lot of my favorite comedians in it. Yeah. All right. My number three is from Tim and Eric as well, but from the awesome show is Dr. Steve Brule. Steven Brule. Hoi. But Hoi. I wanted to clarify that uh, I, I was taking the Dr. Steve Brule from the Tim and Eric Awesome Show and not from Check It Out. Because I think the character in Check It Out, when he has his own show, gets a little... It goes... It crosses the line is not the right word. But it kind of goes a little overboard with the character to me. <laughs> It gets like drunker, and he's even, not drunk. Well, he seems more drunk in the Check It Out show than in Tim and Eric Awesome Show. Actually, I guess that is one way to watch it if you just assume that he's always <laughs> like extremely drunk. Extremely drunk. <laughs> so I kind of like the restrained, like idiotism, of the Tim and Eric Awesome Shows compared to the full out buffoonery of Check It Out. So you like when they do little cutaways and he'll be like, today, I get to talk about a topic I really like. <laughs> yeah. Cool cars. <laughs> and maybe part of it is like that I like the character more in smaller doses. But, yeah. Um, I think it's hilarious and I'm so glad they did it in the first place, but I did want to make that distinction. So that's okay. my number three. All right. I got you. Number two for me is Dale Doback from Step Brothers. Hey, also my number two. Nice. We're in the uh, double dip. Yeah. Double dip. Double dip. We need a song for the double dip. <laughs> yeah, we need like an obnoxious, like a stinger, I believe they call it. Just a, like, yeah, yeah. We got to get the, I'll buy an air horn and then maybe we can have some police sirens in the background. Too. Ooh. No, can we get like a flugelhorn? Ooh. Or you get yeah. that long, it's like, it almost sounds like the Ricola, you know? Okay, we'll have the air horn. We'll have the flugelhorn. We'll have police sirens. And then I also want that one sound that's like, I guess it's a boat foghorn kind of, but not quite. Oh, yeah. It's just like, wah, wah. <laughs> I want that sound double, in there too. And then at the end, it's double dip. Double dip. So, yes, Dale Doback. What can we say about Dale? Um, you remembered his character's name. That's pretty good. Yeah, Dale Doback. I didn't remember so his I, last name. Well, I always remember the last name because when, there's a bit in there when Will Ferrell's character is, uh, and I don't remember his name. Wait, yeah, uh, Brendan something? Yeah, it's definitely Brendan. Uh, but he's like, he's talking to Richard Jenkins, who plays uh, the dad, <clears throat> and he keeps like mispronouncing the name. <laughs> that's just very <laughs> funny. <laughs> Mr. Dovick, Dovick. But that's Will Ferrell, not John C. Riley. John C. Riley's amazing in this movie. I believe he also wrote it, at least had a part in writing it. I believe um, that. And I just think that their dynamic, like I've tired on. I know we talked about this in the SNL cast members, whatever. But like I tired on Will Ferrell over the years. But that movie was probably the last time when I just thoroughly enjoyed one of his movies, and I think a large part of that was 
John C. Riley's performance in it, and there's so many moments in there, but the one that stands out to me is when the, the run of gags when they're going on job interviews. <laughs> <laughs> and they have, like, tuxedos on. <laughs> oh, I love that. And I, I think part of it, too, is, like, yeah, that movie, I, I think, especially with newer Will Ferrell movies, he's kind of just, like, phoning it in, really. Like, I can't believe, like, what's it called, the movie that just came out? Like, Daddy's Home 2? I don't even, I, don't, I couldn't even tell you. Like, why would that movie demand a sequel? I don't even remember the first one coming out. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. Anyway, not the point. But the point is that Will Ferrell is at his best when he's with John C. Riley, And I think John C. Riley is elevating both of them. And the yeah. movie. He really embraces that role. Yes. <laughs> I... I shudder to think we probably also have the same number one. Well, no, 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 maybe we don't. I don't think we do, because mine you already mentioned. Ah, okay. In that case, what is your number one? Dr. Steve Brühl, baby. Nice. But you don't distinguish between the two. Nope. I love it all. All. It might... The more Steve Brühl you can get, the better. Yeah, I'm, I search on a... Maybe on a monthly basis, I will do a Google search looking for news on if they're going to do another season. Of <laughs> check it out. You only uh, check it I've once a month. It, I've watched it over and over and over again. Um, I just love that show. I know what you mean. Like, his character does change throughout... Like, if you just put together a chronological reel of the first appearance on Awesome Show all the way through the last episode, check it out. It's totally different, but... Yes, it seems to go further and further. Right, but I just, I love every every incarnation of it. Um, every time a new season would come out, I would be like, because I love it so much, I would be like nervous to watch it, because I'm like, well, what if I stop liking it as much? Like, that's how much I like that show. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that way kind of with, like, Bob's Burgers, or, like, if it's a show with somebody in it that I really like, I do actually get nervous for them for the work itself. Yeah, but he just keeps... It's just, per, everything about that is perfect to me. Like, the whole show. Um, his, his, his bits that he comes up with where he just, he mispronounces everyone's name the same way. <laughs> for, like, four seasons. <laughs> no matter what their name is, he finds a way to make it sound very similar. Um, and it's great. And I can't believe it's been four seasons of that. Okay, I gotta watch a few more episodes, I think. There's some great stuff. It's just, uh, it's and I don't know where they find those those people they find. In I think they look on Craigslist. Yeah, maybe. Me. And it's just magic. Like I don't even. It's not even like one of those things where it's like, oh, these weird people are on the show. Like, oh, it's weird. Like, I get it. I'm cool. It's like I'm literally fascinated with. They're. I laugh so hard at like anybody that is on that show. It's not mm -hmm. just him. Like, they're literally, they're strange people. Like, there's no getting around that. But it's just, something about it is, it's all entertaining to me. Like, there's this little short guy named Scott Clam, and he sells clams. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I'm Scott Clam, your clam man. And it's like, it's this little, like, strange dude who's probably looking for an acting career. And they just find him and put him on here, and, and it's, everything about it is great. Well, it, and it speaks to part of the reason I even... Like, I even thought this list was a great idea, um, is John C. Riley elevates other people in his, the work that he does. Like, everything seems funnier by comparison. 
I don't think there's too many actors that could pull off uh, like a show like Check It Out that has so many random characters and make them all seem funny. Yeah. And he's he, he's like the LeBron James of... He is. He's the LeBron James of comedic, but sometimes also dramatic acting. Yeah. And he's about. a blue demon. Yes. And he's a blue demon. And half Lithuanian, which I know is less important to you, but... He is a blue demon. Yep. Wait, this is here's to you, John C. Riley. <laughs> yes, here's to you. Uh, my number one is Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story. And I love this movie. I realized I haven't seen it in about four years, and I want to watch it again. And the most important thing about this movie isn't so much that. Well, I think it's that it's he finally got the opportunity to be the leading man. And he should always be the leading man. I haven't seen. I have seen it, but it was a long enough time ago that I don't have strong feelings about it, and it makes me sad because I, I know I, I need to watch it again because I know this should be this should have been on my list probably. Like it was a vehicle for him. Well, and on top of that, like it, I mean, it kind of came on the heels of Walk the Line, and it's obviously like playing into that. Because that movie came out like a couple of years before, probably, with Joaquin Phoenix. Right. But it's just, like, it's like the movie at its core is a parody, but then it works so well on its own. And by the end, you're both not only laughing throughout the whole thing, but somehow also, like, bizarrely emotional toward it. It's a better movie than Walk the Line. I don't care what anybody else says. Wow. Yes. I need to watch it again. Yes, it's great. I love, I love Walk Hard. Uh, I think it's, I think the movie was made for John C. Riley, and I hope he gets more opportunities in the future to do stuff like that. I did think of one honorable mention. Yes, he did a. It's another Tim and Eric thing. He did. They have a, another show called Tim and Eric's Bedtime Stories, which is like, uh, like a little bit more dark, surreal, even weirder, like. Not as not as frenetic, but just strange characters, and they're like it's like six or seven episodes, and each one it's its own plot. It's like forty five minutes. I don't think I've it's even pretty, heard of that show. Yeah, it didn't get as much publicity. I feel like because it was it seemed like it was kind of a side project type thing that they did, and it might have only been on like Adult Swim uh, online. I don't even know if it was fully released on the air, but uh, okay. Um, it might have been, but this, the one he does is called Bag Boy, and, uh, it's, uh, it's a, it's a weird episode. It's just another thing where, like, even though, you know, you, you see Tim and Eric and him and you would think of Dr. C. Brill, he does a whole other character that's completely separate and completely weird in its own way, and really good, and I thought that that was, I just was thinking about it when we were talking, so I thought that was worth a mention. Nice. Yeah, I still feel like I need to see the Steve, or, sorry, see the... Tim and Eric movie now with Taquito. Yeah, you should watch it and then tell me and then report back to us and say if I'm an idiot or not. No, you're probably right. Um, my honorable mentions would be Dr. Steve Rule from Check It Out. And the, I, I don't know how I feel about this myself, but Maggie really likes the song Cellophane from Chicago. So he gets almost a, a second hand honorable mention from my wife. Ooh! Megatron with the guest nomination. Yes. Um, what about uh? He was in the Aviator too. Yeah, I don't really. Rem- I'm not even sure I've seen that whole movie. 
so I couldn't make a comment on it. And then Gangs of New York, I think, is the other big one he was in. Yeah, the, he was good in that, but I kind of hate that movie. <laughs> it felt like, I saw it in theaters, and it felt like an eternity. So I just, I don't know, I can't pick his role out from it. Yeah, we covered a lot of his greatest uh, achievements. But I think we both agree the greatest is yet to come. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. He's going to have one of those long wind-downs, like, you know, those all the legends of yore. Steven Seagal. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, if you have uh, a John C. Riley role that we forgot about, um, you're crazy. But you can email us at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com or hit up our Twitter feed that's at Whiskey Sessions and let us know what you think. But now we're going to take the opportunity to read your emails and yeah, let's uh, dig into the old email inbox. These are your emails. You sent us emails to read. Emails! And now we'll read them. All right, uh, opening the old Whiskey Sessions email inbox. Again, if you want to email us, you can do that at whiskeysessionsmusic at gmail.com. Let's see, this one says, Dear Whiskey Sessions, Thanksgiving foods are what you make them. Live in the moment. Bless you, Cameron. No place listed. So I think that's another vote for mashed potatoes. (laughs) Was it Cameron or Cameron? He wrote Cameron, but now I feel like I want to say it Cameron. Okay. We got a celebrity listener. Another celebrity listener. Yes. Live in the moment with picking your best Thanksgiving foods. Not sure what that means, but I'm ready to move on. It's... Poignant. Yes. I have uh, I have an email as well. Um, I did read this one beforehand, and I, I'm a little concerned about what this might touch off, but I'm gonna mm. I'm gonna go with it. So um, this one is another message from our friend Steve from Linwood. Oh boy. Um, and this time, I mean, he's been away for a little bit. He has been. I'll give him credit for that. He's must have been busy with the I believe a home run in pizza that he manages. Yep. <laughs> All the no people that go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think somebody that wrote in recently might have ra- ruffled his feathers a little bit. Um, so he's saying, he's telling, he's got a message for um, Stefan from Lincolnwood. And right. he says, uh, I'm the only, there's only. <laughs> <laughs> Good start, Steve from Linwood. <laughs> I can read. Um, there's, o- there's only room for one Steph or Steve from uh, Lynn on this podcast, and it's me. So, Stefan from Lincolnwood, if that is your real name. Whoa. You should take a back seat to me, and you should recognize true talent, and I don't want to hear your name ever mentioned again on Whiskey Sessions. Sincerely, Steve from Linwood. Holy cow. Feuding with the emailers on our podcast. I feel like we're caught in the middle. He... That was a very straightforward and very uh, belligerent message. Very belligerent. It was like Dr. Steve Brule from Check It Out, as opposed to Dr. Steve Brule from Tim and Eric Awesome Show. It was like a a shoot interview from wrestling. (laughs) Well, yeah, I gotta say, um, I don't know. Are, Are we condoning this kind of behavior on our podcast? I am. Okay. I fully, I welcome it. Then I'm okay with the two. In that yeah. case, 
Stefan and Steve bring it on with each other. We don't care. Bring it on like Mandy Moore. Exactly. Don't know that reference. <laughs> Wasn't she in that movie? <laughs> oh, that's Kirsten Dunst. Oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, Gabrielle Union? Yeah, oh, that one you got right. Yes. It's, who else one is in that movie? Two. I just heard uh, that movie referenced like really recently. Yeah, it was me again another time. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, must be like all you're know. talking about now. <laughs> all right, on that note, um, if you have an email that you want to send to us, We'll read it on air. That's whiskey sessions music at gmail.com. But that does it for this episode. Be pimp. Any final words of wisdom? I'm just looking forward to seeing what happens with this feud. Um, I do as, as well. an innocent as an innocent bystander. I'm uh, you know we may have to step in if it gets a little too frosty. Yes. But, uh, as of now, I think it's just good natured competition. I think so, too. And if they need to feud by giving our podcast five-star reviews on Apple Music, then they can go ahead and do that. I'm not going to stop them. If that's part of their ritual, I'm totally for that. Yes. And listeners at home, you can do that as well. But that's... We're signing off for now. This is A-Mets. I'm Beepin'. Peace out.